You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about our show or to contact us directly, visit our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And welcome, listener, to episode 154 of this show where we discuss 30 minutes of the biblical narrative. Um, again, just just an, a Nathan Van Horn and Gandalf episode. And you know what that means. It means we're we're doing we're <laughs> not only are we skipping, not skipping, but we're advancing to chapter 30. We are going to do half of chapter 30 in one episode. Man, we are Matt is never going to let us record without him ever again. I we, we will we will show Matt the consequences of what happens when you let us off the leash. Now, since Matt's gone back for this doctorate, by the time he finishes, just you know, every time he goes away for a seminar, we might be in the New Testament by the end of this degree. Uh, <laughs> just ch- chipping just th- away at it. J- just think about this, Nathan. Every time we record without Matt, we advance like, like without even hyperbole, like two or three months of show. Like we advanced <laughs> in a single in a single episode. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> Um, hey, can I say something that has nothing to do with Absolutely. that? Absolutely, dude. I love yes. so like our our intro to the show is scripted, but mo- a lot of times, especially recently, when people are hearing it on a Tuesday morning, that's you recording. You're doing that live, like you're not. Yeah, it's not a pre-recorded thing. You just you say it with such consistency and inflection. Oh, uh, <laughs> and so I, I just. <laughs> Do you I want th- to know why? Like, do you know there's a reason behind that? I've, it's because I've heard myself say it so many times. It like, haunts my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, it's like 154 I feel, times. I, I, feel, I feel that pressure, plus all the editing. I feel that pressure when it's my turn to like say with the, you know, with the typical inflection. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I've ever introduced myself in person with that inflection. Hey, Nathan Van Horn. But now when I introduce myself to people, I'm just going to say, I'm Nathan Van Horn. Um, one, one of these days I need to release all of our scrapped intro jingles that we like piloted before we actually started releasing episodes because they, they were bad. Woof. Painful. Like they're really bad. Painful. If, you, if you've ever listened to an episode of the show and thought to yourself, not their best, let me make you a guarantee. Also not our worst. And you know what's crazy is that at the time we thought it was really good. Like we were really proud of those little intro. I don't know the way that we th- had written. I mean, they were they were passionate attempts. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know that I thought they were really good. I thought we cared a lot. Um, Shout out to Matt's sister who let us know that it was but <laughs> that it was bad. <laughs> who essentially said, um, "How good do you guys think it is?" Um, yeah. So we well, just we just kept trying. Well, speaking of just keep trying, thing things are going to get out of hand this episode. <laughs> what a, what a great that is not a that segue was not set up. Uh, if if at first you don't succeed, keep trying. That's the that is the theme of the episode. We did not discuss. You that. can say, you can say a lot about the patriarchs and their family, but you can't accuse them of giving up. You can't accuse <laughs> you can't right. accuse them of not having persistence. That's right. So. Um, we left off with Leah's four sons, right? That's right. And 
we have already doubled uh she's already doubled the the offspring count of 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 a patriarch's wife right uh mm-hmm. Isaac and Rebecca two sons Leah the overlooked wife God looked after her she's provided four sons you would think hey man we're good to go but you would be wrong because never ever underestimate sibling rivalry mm. and so Gandalf Matt's not here I'm going to make an executive decision would you read yeah. the first 24 verses of Genesis 30 for us today I will do that. Oh, what a guy. Let's what see. a guy. All right. So this is this is Genesis 30, uh, verses 1 through 24. As always, from the ESV. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of your womb? Then she said, Here is my servant Bilhah. Go into her that she may give birth on my behalf, that I that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me and, and has also heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had ceased bearing children, she took her servant Zilpha and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Then Leah's servant Zilpha bore Jacob a son, and Leah said, Good fortune has come. So she called his name Gad. Leah's servant Zilpha bore Jacob a second son, and Leah said, Happy am I, for women have called me happy. So she called his name Asher. In the days of wheat harvest, Reuben went out and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, It is a small matter that you have taken away my husband. Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, you must come into me for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he lay with her that night and God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Leah said, God has given me wages because I gave my servant to my husband. So she called his name Issachar, and Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has endowed me with good endowment. Now my husband will honor me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterwards, she bore a daughter and called her name Dena. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son, and and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. Look All at the, right. Look at the reading stamina on this guy. I know. I, sh- Nathan, I shouldn't have to read for like an- another three chapters after that. You you may work with Matt, but you read long passages like me. <laughs> <laughs> this um, whole chapter, this whole thing 
It's like an episode of Jerry Springer. I, that may be irreverent to say, it's, but it's, that's what it reminds me. It's of. not, man. This is this is dysfunctional. Like it's 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 crazy because you're reading all of the sons' names, and the sons' names are tied to like how the people are feeling or viewing the situation in real time as it unfolds. And and you're like, man, I keep waiting for the son Petty to be born, right? Uh, it, it, this- it's like it's like watching a a reality show on TLC at like 3 a.m. That's exactly like the vibe that I'm getting from this. Um, yeah, like we, it, it's funny, like how heavily recruited, uh, reality shows are like with like the screening processes. Cause they want to make sure that people are going to be crazy and dramatic enough on air so that mm-hmm. real television is really a, a very heightened take on, on most people's emotional experience in everyday life. Um, yeah, what could go wrong? Um, so, um, hey, good job on those names, buddy. That's a lot oh, of. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I, I felt, I felt so guilty, but so proud at the same time. Um, yes, I, as, I definitely, I definitely didn't go back and re-record them. I would never, I would never, I would never throw you under the bus. <laughs> I definitely didn't stop recording, figure out the correct pronunciation, and then re-record it. I have, I have. Don't no worry, doubt. listener. This is. I have no doubt it's going to be a clean edit when I hear it uh, on January 9th. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's unpack this. Again, we're coming off of Leah having four sons, twice as many as the matriarch of the generation before her. But far from settling that issue, what does that do? It stokes the issue, right? Yeah, it just makes it so much worse. And now, And now Rachel, the wife who was seen by Jacob at the well, Rachel sees, uh, that, uh, Leah, uh, you know, Rachel saw that she bore, uh, Jacob, no children. She envies her sister. And man, we didn't talk about this, but that's an important word there in Genesis 30 that she canaz her sister. Do you know why it's so important? Tell me. Because this is the same exact word that's going to be used several chapters later in Genesis 37, 11. When it says that Joseph's brothers were kana, envious, mm. jealous of him because his father kept the manor in mind. In other words, just like she envies her sister and it results in all these kids, all these kids are going to see their brother Joseph, to whom this passage builds, as their father's favorite. And their envy is going to have some pretty dire consequences in Joseph's life, uh, at mm. least in the immediate context. Um, I, th- I, I think just, that's terribly I, I interesting. Love, I love in verse two, like Jacob is just done with all this. Like she's just like, give me a child or I shall die. And Jacob's just like, what do you want me to do? I am not God. <laughs> By the way, I do love, you know, we talked about last week how uh, Leah up front was all about getting Jacob's affections. But that by the, on that fourth kid, it's about praising God, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now Rachel drags her right back into the drama. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, if, by the way, if you thought we, if you thought that the sibling rivalry motif was all in our heads, welcome to Genesis 30. <laughs> um, because man, this, you, you see they're clearly motivated and they're bearing kids for the next generation by their competition with each other in the present generation. Yeah. Um, Ra- Ra- Rachel's Rachel comes right out the gate with a, with a dirty trick. Like a, that's, that's a low blow. Oh yeah. Like this, she, this, she, this passage she pulls is, a- this passage is chock full brother. Um, uh, but note all that to say this, 
notice that Jacob transcends his favorite wife thing. And, and like Jacob's like, at the end of the day, I'm not God, right? Mm. Uh, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Uh, and so Rachel's like, well, Jacob, if you're not going to help me, I know how to handle this. And what does Jake, uh, what does Rachel do? She says, here's my servant. What There's- is this? Where does this sound familiar from? I feel like I've read this story before. Yeah, this is this is Hagar. This is this is like a doubling down of Hagar. It's not even just like the same thing. It's the same thing again and again. And again and, and again. again. <laughs> this this is uh I don't know if you've ever seen the Oliver Stone um JFK film. No, I've not. Uh okay, well, uh, in the movie Kevin Costner's um uh figure is the one who's prosecuting uh Clay Bertrand Clay Shaw. Uh, and he's using the Zapruder film to to establish that Kennedy's assassination was a conspiracy, and he's he's doing the whole magic bullet thing, and he keeps back showing this into the left. Back, <laughs> this is that. This is back and to the left, back and to the left, back and to the. This is that over and over again. Like we have seen the hey, why don't you stay with my handmaid? What could go wrong? Thing. And we're doubling down on it for the rest of this because is is turning her handmaid over to Jacob going to solve anything? No, because what does nope. Leah then do? She's like, guess what? I've I got one of the. <laughs> I've got one of those. Two. By the way, those handmaids were just casually introduced earlier in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laban had given his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel. <laughs> uh, if like, you're wondering why the Bible decided to use its real estate. To mention that, now you know. Because it's going to become important to the story. That's it. It's never wasting words. The story the story is told how it is told on purpose. Um, mm. And so, again, I, and I've said this many times, if I find myself reading and not catching the immediate uh, importance of something, I'm like, okay, re- read it again. There's there's more to it than that. Um, yeah, this Bill, Bill Ha comes into play, um, and through Bill Ha, uh, it's very interesting. You see the sibling rivalry in- intensify. Bilhah will bear to Jacob two sons. And and look at how Rachel reads that. Um, in verse 6, then Rachel said, God has judged me and has heard my voice and has given me a son. Therefore, she named his name Dan. Um, hey, when you hear Dan, if you weren't thinking about the 12 tribes, who do you think about? Is, is this a trick question? I'm thinking of like, I'll be at real, like Lieutenant Dan. That's what comes to my head. Oh, if I'm not thinking about if Lieutenant. You said if Dan. I'm not thinking about the twelve tribes of Israel. You got new legs. Well, I was thinking the prophet Daniel. I was trying to keep it biblical, but yeah, we'll do Forrest Gump. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I think I th- Matt, we need you back. Uh, Dan, the, the Dan, the most famous Dan after the prophet Daniel and the guy from Forrest Gump. Um, mm-hmm. shout out to Gary Sinise. Um. Anyway, uh, she called his name Dan. Dan is from the Hebrew judged or vindicated. So Daniel is just Daniel is a longer form of that name. It means either God is my judge or God has judged me or God has vindicated me. How is how is Rachel using this? She's using it in, in a positive way toward herself. When she says God has judged me, she doesn't mean in the negative. She means what? God has vindicated Fate. me. 
Yeah, she, she's have, like God know God knows I'm better than my sister. Yeah, you may have the last son quantitative. Uh, I mean, you have m- more sons quantitatively, but qualitatively, I have the last son. I I end the story of Jacob's children. Um, it's interesting that that's her read on this because number one, the story does not end with Dan. Number two, Dan has something of a mixed legacy. Um, I was I was doing a sermon series not so long ago in Revelation, and I, I camped out in Revelation 1 through 5, um, but several of our folks uh, read and even studied through the whole book and, and asked questions through Revelation as a whole, and I got a question I had never really considered. Uh, someone said, Brother Nathan, when you get to Revelation 7, and it lists the 12 tribes of Israel, the 144,000, they said, why isn't Dan listited on that list? And that's not something I'd given a lot of thought to. So I, did I, some re- I never noticed that. Yeah, man. Uh, in fact, flip to uh, Revelation chapter 7. Okay. Starting in verse 4, And I heard the number of the sealed, 140,000, sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 12,000 from the, uh, the tribe of Judah were selected, 12,000 from Reuben, 12,000 from Gad, 12,000 from Asher, 12,000 from Naphtali, 12,000 from Manasseh, 12,000 from Simeon, 12,000 from Levi, 12,000 from Issachar, 12,000 from Zebulun, 12,000 from Joseph, and 12,000 from Benjamin. Who doesn't make the list? It's not, Dan's not there. Dan's not there. And uh, by the way, uh, I, I have read that. I have never studied into why Dan wouldn't be on the list. And so that's something I looked into. Uh, one of my favorite commentaries on Revelation is G.K. Beale's uh, commentary on Revelation in the uh uh, New International Greek Testament Commentary uh, series published by Erdman's. Great and very thorough uh, and very just well-written, not just well-researched, but well-written commentary. Um, it's interesting what Beale says on Dan's absence from there. He says, uh, Some have argued for a non-literal understanding of the 12 tribes on the basis that the tribes of Dan and Ephraim are omitted. I won't go into Ephraim, but this is what he says about Dan. Um this could suggest that John does not envision a literal restoration of Israel since two tribes are missing, and the only restoration of prophecy, uh, on the only restoration prophecy in the Old Testament listing all the tribes includes Dan and Ephraim. That's Ezekiel 48 the, at the end of the New Temple stuff. <clears throat> Listen to this, though. But others suggest that Dan is omitted because of the Jewish tradition that held that the Antichrist was expected to come from that tribe. That was something completely unconsidered by me. And so I, I dug a little deeper and uh, Beale to his credit offers a, a very good footnote, man, you have numerous like church fathers, uh, Irenaeus and against heresies goes into that. Uh, Hippolytus on the antichrist goes into that. Um, it's interesting. Um, uh, one and I, you and I were talking about this um, in Genesis forty nine seventeen, it says that Dan will be a snake by the road, a viper beside the path that bites Oof. the horse's heels. So its rider falls backwards. Uh, That's Gandalf, not what you want the Bible to say about you. That's, yeah. Dig, dig a little deep. Uh, who else in the, in the scripture is likened to a serpent that strikes at the heels? Uh, that would be the Satan. Yeah, and so you have some you have some scholars who suggest that the association between Genesis three fifteen and Genesis uh, forty nine seventeen might have supported the the rise of the tradition that Antichrist comes from the tribe of Dan. Um, 
that's I had never considered any of that uh, until researching that issue very recently. Uh, by the way, what's interesting rabbit holes we hop down answering questions sometimes. Um, mm. The other thing is whether or not. Congratulations, Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you're goofed. so vindicated. You're so vindicated. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the uh, DJ Khaled thing that you shared forever ago on the show? You played. Congratulations. Yourself. <laughs> you just played yourself. But he said it about someone stealing his shoes, right? Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Shout out to anyone who got the DJ Khaled reference from a few episodes ago. The uh, not a few. It's been forever. Um, but uh, well, no. The uh, about three episodes ago, I named it. I call. I called it another one. That's a DJ oh, I Khaled did, reference. Oh, ouch! Because I did not catch that. But I don't. I don't really. I don't listen to DJ Khaled, so I, I'm off the hook. Um, the the show is too meta for me. Um, so uh, anyway, so whether or not that's the case, uh, Beal also says another reason Dan might have been omitted is because Dan is closely associated with idol worship. In First Kings twelve, after the reign of Solomon, the kingdom splits during the reign of Rehoboam, and ten of the twelve tribes, the northern tribes, go with Jeroboam, um, and uh, Dan is among those ten northern tribes. What's interesting is by the end of First Kings twelve, do you remember what Jeroboam has the ten northern tribes doing? I don't. Remind me. Uh, he has them worshiping not just one golden calf, but two golden calves. That's right. Oh, so, an- another double down. Don't that's do it. it. He he doubles down on the sin of Sinai. And he says, behold, the gods who brought you out of Egypt. It's really interesting. If you read 1 Kings 12, 28 through 30, um, uh, so the king uh, sought advice. Then he made two golden calves and said to the people, going to Jerusalem is too difficult for you. Uh, in other words, don't worship Yahweh. Uh, Israel, here are your gods who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Uh, these two golden calves. He set up one in Bethel and he put the other one, guess where? In Dan. Mm. This, verse 30, this led to sin. The people walked in procession before one of the calves all the way to Dan. So Dan becomes particularly associated with idol worship. I, I, and I think that's interesting. Dan gets left off the list in Revelation 7. So if you're, again, if you're reading only in Genesis 30, Rachel's like, boom, totally vindicated. God is my judge. Well, maybe pick a different kid to brag about. <laughs> uh, oh, she's going to have a few more. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the, the second thing is this doesn't settle the competition, right? Nope. Um, yeah. So she has another she has another child through her servant Bilhah, uh, and this one's name is Naphtali, um, which means what? Ne- according to my handy dandy study Bible, it means wrestling. It sounds yeah. like the Hebrew word for wrestling. Yeah, my 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 wrestlings, my struggle, and and for her, these two kids. Because again, why is the second son significant? Jacob and Esau. <laughs> Um, yeah. This is all part Which of that is, story. That's, that's interesting that she thinks that these two means that she's on she's on the top of the leaderboard after Leah has a lot more. Like she has Leah has four, and she goes, "Nah, I got two. That means I'm better." Um, she's she's definitely going for the for the quality over quantity. Yeah, and but the, but the issue is like for her game set match, Rachel prevails. But that's not that's not how it goes, is it? No. 
Because then Leah says, guess because what? Because she's I, like, I've got a handmaiden too. I it's like it's like they're playing uh uh it's like they're playing cards. I yeah, I also have an ace. Um I see your hand, then raise you my handmaiden. Um and so then Leah will have two kids uh through her handmaiden. Uh and, and look at look what they name them. Um uh she she names one Gad, uh good fortune, right? Uh, and then she names the second one Asher, happy. Um, in other words, maybe you declared victory too soon, sis. Um, and so, <laughs> it's so it's so petty. Um, and hey, I'm I'm gonna do a very Matt Powell thing, even though Matt Powell's here. I said we were gonna cover more than we we're gonna cover. I think I want to stop at thirteen. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was gonna happen. We bit off more than we could chew. <laughs> Matt will be so proud when he listens to this, <laughs> and our and our listeners will be so unsurprised. Rachel's um, not the only one vindicated. There it is, um, but yeah, I I just think it's so interesting. Like they're living they're living their battle out through their kids. Gosh, we can't identify that in modern times at all. Uh, if you've ever been to a t-ball game, um, <laughs> um, it, we establish ourselves through our children. Uh, but you see this play out, and, and again, this starts with Kana, Envy, and that Envy is not going to be resolved between two sisters and who has the last kid. This Envy is going to be passed on to the gener- uh, next generation where just like the sisters wanted to be the favorite wife, their kids are going to be one of, going to be what are their kids are going to want to be what? The favorite the favorite son. children. So um, and, they're, and they're not going to treat the, the favor the one who actually becomes the favorite. They're not going to treat them too kindly yeah so this this contest is not resolved but we're getting to those mandrakes and i figured matt might want to be here for that uh and i didn't want this episode (laughs) to go forever long so uh, listener you definitely want to be there here for that and the only way you can do that is by subscribing to the better than fiction bible podcast where every tuesday morning you will receive a notification indicating that we have yet another 30 minutes discussing the grand biblical narrative so in absence of matt i will say see you next time shalom so she called his name is is a gandalf cut this i is a car i was gonna say that but i second guessed myself